0: You're listening to the PopZara Podcast. The
1: State of Gaming. What's going on, everybody? It's the State of Gaming Podcast from PopZara. That's right, your P-O-P-Z-A-R-A pals over at PopZara.com. We are here talking about video games. We are talking about games. We are talking about more games. End-of-year stuff like you only get at the end of the year. That's because the State of Gaming Podcast is at a conclusion for 2021. And for this, we have none other than myself... Nathan Evans, managing editor of Popsar.com, and the one, the only, the greatest, Corey G-Man. You ready for this? Ready for this? Uh-huh. her.
2: Damn. Damn. He learned. Good, huh? You can't. Te- you can teach an old dog new tricks. You can teach
1: a dog new tricks, or you can bribe an old dog. Both ways are good. No, thank you very much, Corey. Welcome back. This is the last State of Gaming podcast for 2021. You had a pretty good year. I just want to thank everybody for making last month's episode our most popular one ever, but no surprises there, simply because it is something full of a lot of good, juicy SEO. That means you're yeah. probably probably looking for Zara to buy pants and you found <laughs> us. Either way, <laughs> we can fit. You win. we
2: we'll so get the great. elastic band, baby.
1: You know what? When you are elastic, any size is right size. That sounds so, like a
2: stretch, Mr. Evans.
1: Yeah, there's no such thing as too big. We are talking about December 2021, and that means not a lot. Uh, let's just be honest here. Yeah. All the fun, all the big, big, big goody two shoe stuff came out in the last two months. That's not to say there's some not some gems, some some golden goodies, but we're kind of at the end of the year. Let's talk about what the biggest games of December
0: 2021 are. Well,
2: that's pretty easy to go down the list, honestly. Like this is all <laughs> stuff that I'm sure everybody's already heard it, heard of having come out or is already playing. Uh, the first big one, obviously, Halo Infinite. Uh, you probably have Game Pass, and if you don't, we keep telling you to. What's wrong with you?
0: I gotta do a mail couple
1: about this thing. You and I have tried talking. You, I've talked about Halo Infinite at infinitum, at infinitum. Is that Infinidum. it infinitum? Infinitum. I'm there sorry, go. I got my I got my infinitives wrong and in my past participle. Game was delayed many times, very infamously. Get it delayed. Uh, supposed to launch on the Xbox Series X, aka the most powerful console in the world, for about ten seconds. Yep. Uh, didn't happen. Supposed to launch last year. Didn't ha- very famously got delayed. Now let me ask you a question. You've been following gaming longer than most of people listening have been alive. But can we just can we just do a disclaimer? Just because a game gets delayed doesn't necessarily mean anything's wrong. Not really, right?
2: I suppose.
1: Like, I mean, what games come out every year like Clockwork? Call of Duty?
2: Call of Duty comes out, FIFA, Madden.
1: Yeah, stuff that's sort of templicized on templates. Yeah. They just spit them out. Although Call of Duty, to be fair, is a staggered development with the developers. But who does this? 434 Studios, the non-Bungie Bungie? And so let's let's talk about this real quick. What do you think about Halo
2: Infinite? So I'm a pretty big fan of it. Um, I will say that I definitely played the multiplayer beta for about as long as it's been out before the campaign came out, and I had a wonderful time. I would uh, I'd get friends to download it because it's free. It runs on pretty much anything, and it's a lot of fun straight up. I mean, everybody's played Halo multiplayer, right?
0: Uh, well, let me ask you a question
1: though. So the multiplayer comes out, and as you said last time, it comes out actually free, as in yeah, completely free, gross. right? Yeah, like completely gratis, like real free, not fake free, like everything else. But here's the thing, though. Let's talk about the campaign real quick, because a lot of people said they really enjoyed the, the, the multiplayer. Some people would say that the multiplayer is the future, all this sort of thing. But I
0: want to talk about the single player,
2: right? The campaign. I, be, so the because, campaign, which yeah, is kind of a kind of a more Breath in the Wild, uh, Modern Assassin's <laughs> Creed sort of open <laughs> world thing, it. huh?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, okay. I was talking to our producer Chris right before the show, and he, he was asking me about Halo. And I said, "Tell me, tell me if I'm off base here." Clearly, the inspiration was two games. Let's be honest here. Clearly. Doom Eternal.
2: And Crayola Scoot. We <laughs> love that Crayola game.
1: Here yeah, but Breath of the Wild.
2: Let's be honest here. Um, And uh, I will say, yeah, actually, it's kind of funny. I was mentioning this uh, the first time I played it. I was playing it on stream with some friends and I was like, I don't really understand why, but this feels a lot like playing Doom Eternal.
0: Well, because sometimes it completely rips off Doom
2: Eternal. Right, which is, a, you know, that's a game that kind of grew on me. I think I'm, we talked about this in our last podcast. Doom Eternal did not like it at all at first. You stick with it, though, and you def- it definitely goes somewhere. It, it was
1: definitely been, it was definitely repaired. I, well, I still think the campaign in the original game is still a better overall campaign. Uh, Doom Eternal introduces tons and tons and tons of mechanics, which a lot were borrowed in Halo Infinite.
2: And, you know, we can say that and we can admit that, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. It's not a slur,
0: by the way. That's not a slur. You you borrow what you like.
2: I mean, let's be real here. Anybody who played Breath of the Wild back when that came out on the Switch would have known that this is the start of basically a new genre of game. And we're going to see a lot of other games doing what this game does.
1: And that's not an open
0: world game we're talking about we're talking about like a new version of the open world yeah like a
2: very a very specific flavor of the open world thing i mean look at genshin impact one of the biggest money makers in the past couple of years it's basically just breath of the wild
0: and and we're, I'm not going to talk about gameplay. I'm talking
1: about, like, aesthetically speaking. Like, Halo Infinite recalls the original game more than anything else, but clearly
0: it looks like Breath
2: of the Wild. Yeah, it's got like, a more cartoony, and a softer, more cartoony look, and there's nothing wrong with that. Again, like, one of the great things about Halo Infinite, as has been the case for most of the big-name Microsoft games lately, it'll run the toaster. I mean, you can play this thing on well, any No, Well, no,
0: you're, you're, you're more right than
1: you know. Um, not only was this the first Halo game to launch on PC, this this launched on cloud. Yeah. And I can I can confirm, by the way, I, can I just say this real quick? I, I took one for the team. If you have Game Pass,
0: you have cloud
2: gaming. And, right you know, skills? I've heard from friends. Actually, I mentioned playing with friends when the multiplayer came out. Um, one of our guys played on the cloud with the rest of us and had no trouble whatsoever.
1: Uh, this is the caveat. I have very fast... Full disclosure: I have faster internet than probably any of you listening to this. I have Google, t- you know, Google Fiber, two gigabit. I have gigabit up, two gigabits down. All this stuff. I have more than I've got.
0: Everything damn.
2: impressive. Yeah,
1: ether- no, no. What I'm, it's not a brag. It's just the facts. Halo Infinite does not run very well on even on a Wi-Fi six connection. Right. Uh, if you hook this baby up to Ethernet, if you get a hardwired connection into your nice connection, uh, it doesn't run badly. It's very playable. Right, like even on the cloud, like it's it's not going to look as the top tier as anything else. It's going to have that that streaming smear all over it, like they all do.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: overall, though, it's playable. If you don't have if you don't have an Xbox Series X, Series S, Xbox One X, Xbox One S, if you don't have a high end gaming PC, then you have the cloud,
0: then you probably have Halo Infinite.
2: Right, and you also again should probably have Game Pass for Halo Infinite. You know, once again, this is the worst time for the game industry ever, and that's why I can drop a. Ten bucks and play the newest and hottest Microsoft releases. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. You hate it when people say things like this, but I'm gonna act yep. as the voice of the everyman here. You can basically play the campaign of Halo Infinite for free. Uh, well, I mean, if you, if you, I
1: mean, if you know how to game the system. There, sure, there are free. I, mean,
2: tr- I would go so far as to say that if you're paying ten bucks for the hottest newest games, might as well be free.
1: Well, you know what's funny? It's actually easier to get a free membership of Game Pass than it is to bootleg the game.
2: That is true. Yeah, you can get a. Like a month or three months free of Game yeah.
1: Pass. for you can play no it effort. online. You could play yeah. with your friends. Um, I want to talk about the game real quick because we're going to spend a little more time, I think, on individual games because there's not a lot of big lists. Right. You know what this game reminded me of most of all? I want to give a game credit that nobody gives credit for, but I actually think it's one of the best games of two generations ago. maybe What's three. Uh, the original Crackdown. On the original Xbox.
2: You know, um, it's funny you mention it. The second you mention it, I think about it, and I'm, you yeah. know, that's actually correct. Yeah, it's got the same yeah. energy. It has that kind this of destructive feels like joy.
1: Yeah. This, doesn't, this doesn't necessarily feel like Breath of the Wild to me. This feels like Crackdown.
2: And when you say um, Crackdown, you definitely just mean the first Crackdown. Because Crackdown 2 went places, Crackdown 3 went places, those are not...
0: Yeah. Crackdown 3...
1: I actually think Halo Infinite is a better Crackdown game than Crackdown 3.
0: Yeah, that and, makes sense. Which no another
1: doubt. game that was butchered on Game Pass. But, um but there's something about it once you get past the once you get past the introductory level once you get into the open world once, excuse me it's about as open world as cracked is as open world let's yeah. just be honest
2: it's yeah, you have about a about sorry. an hour of introduction and then it is straight up just this breath of the wild crackdown style open world it's stripped game
1: it's down, though. It's, it, it, it's almost backwards in a way it's joyfully video gameish Right. And Halo Infinite is a video game. That is a video game. It and is, if you think it about it,
0: no aspirations of anything else.
2: Think back to the first Halo. One of the reasons the first Halo did so well is because it took a gradually more complex FPS and simplified it. Instead mm-hmm. of carrying eight weapons, you carried two, and you switched when you needed to instead of having all these fancy buttons or having to, like, memorize what all the guns do and different alt-fires and so on and so forth, the guns were all pretty straightforward, used in specific situations, but you could improvise if you needed to. And that's why Halo worked, and that's why Halo Infinite continues to work.
1: Well, it also... It, the aesthetic also works, too, because the Halo aesthetic, some people may call it a little dated, but here it's been returned, and I think it's been dossied up, and it almost looks like a Miyazaki film.
2: It looks and really good, it, yeah.
1: It looks really good, but, but more importantly than that, though, when you get to the creatures, like... The grunts, the, you know, the, the, the I don't even know the characters' names, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the
2: grunts, the little ones. The,
1: the way they talk to you, like you, the conversations they have, the, mm-hmm.
0: the the bragging they do, the dubs
2: they do. I definitely feel... uh, used the grappling hook to grab a grunt once, and as I was reeling in to punch him, he went, the physics of this are really suspect.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. It is really funny, though. Um, you know, it's, it had shades of like Metroid Prime 3. Remember yeah. on the Wii when you snatched their shields away? You could do all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, this is a video game. It's it's not a movie. There's cinematics, but every all the bad guys talk like Saturday
0: morning cartoons.
1: It's you know, hilarious like, oh, to
2: see, bleh. you know, you'll go and look at reviews and they'll say, oh, well, the story is kind of ham-fisted and weird. And I'm like, it's a video game. Yeah. I don't I don't know if, know if there's ever been a video game that wasn't ham-fisted and weird. That includes whichever one you're thinking of. Last of Us, ham-fisted, weird. Last of Us 2, very well, ham-fisted and weird. I talked about this
1: last month when I played Far Cry 6, a game that I find decently fun. But you get so overwhelmed with objectives. Like, you have 50 different things on your HUD at one time. Go in this direction, go in that direction.
2: And I did with notice Halo, that with like Halo. One. Yeah, Halo doesn't do that. Halo, no, says, Halo does not do that. Halo says, here's the base. Go take the base. And that's it. Yeah, you're not crafting. You're not having to click things, craft things. God, it is, it is relieving towers. to play a game where you don't have to craft stuff. And like
1: I said, it reminds me of a Crackdown. It reminds me of an arcade game more than anything else. Right. Go to the level, get it. Figure it out. Move on to the next one. That's it. That's the game. Right, and it's fun.
0: It is. And, and, by, the way,
1: and, and by the way, the bad guy looks just like uh, the bad girl, I should say, bad woman, bad—I don't know—looks just like Mewtwo.
0: Did you notice that? <laughs> it's, it's, know. Crazy. <laughs> it's crazy.
1: It's um, crazy. But no, the game is fun, and that's what—that's the only thing that matters—is that it's fun. Absolutely. I would, say, I would say this is the best Halo game since three.
2: I would agree with that, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I won't... 4 wasn't bad. I think 5 could have been better if it wasn't like three hours long. Well, maybe? that's
1: because... because Well, 5 was half a game that was palette swapped, and then you had to replay that game backwards. And it was dull. <laughs> I
2: suppose that's true.
1: It was dull. And and 4 was just a competent thing. 4 was competent, but it, had, it leaves no lasting impression whatsoever. Um, I dig this game a lot. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to be sad when it ends um, because I don't really get to play a game that is just this simplified with a focus on fun. It's just I know I'm going to go back to Far Cry and I'm going to have to deal with four billion different things to do or or Assassin's Creed. And who knows what the next Zelda game is going to be. But for now, (laughs) Halo Infinite is surprisingly one of my favorite games of the year. And I didn't think I'd say that. It's crazy. It really is. Like, I'm, I'm really happy to be proven wrong. Yep.
2: So speaking of games that are pretty good and extremely affordable, honestly, this was something that kind of blew my mind because I I will admit, you know, a big part of why I do what we do here is because we get game review codes. And because of that, a lot of the time I'll have to go and check and see how much something costs. My assumption with this next game, uh, Chorus, Mm -hmm. uh, Space Shooter came to PS5, PC, Xbox, I believe as well. I would have thought this was a full price game. It's not.
0: No. Yeah, this
2: game is, I think, $30.
0: Woo!
1: (laughs) You know... Get used to that. Don't get used to that thirty dollar price because games are going to be up to seventy bucks here soon.
2: Yeah, we'll talk about that here in a minute too because it's very relevant. But um, Chorus. So Chorus is interesting. I mean, the fact that it is a cheaper game definitely shows in the gameplay. It's uh, did you ever happen to play Freelancer or Starlancer back when you were younger?
0: I was never into Space Sims. I'll,
1: I'll be
2: honest with did, you. Did you yeah. ha- did you stumble across Wing Commander maybe? Even if you don't like, Space are you Sim? kidding? I
0: saw Wing Commander in the theater. <laughs> okay. Okay, so. I, I, okay, Wing Commander had Mark Hamill in it.
2: So then you kind of have an idea of what we're doing here with Chorus. Chorus is basically the gameplay from Wing Commander or Freelancer combined with, hey, the Dune movie just came out. We should release the our own version of Dune, but file all the serial numbers off. <laughs>
1: which, which is funny because Dune has a bunch of really good games in its, uh, in its franchise, It does. Too. It
2: has another one coming out, in fact. Um, it's got another RTS. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you've seen that movie. Uh, Dune is really good. <laughs> The,
1: the new version right not yeah the, the new the,
2: the new version. version of dune is excellent, and I say this having never read the book for anything, but it really got me interested
1: yeah uh, uh, we have a review on the site full disclosure uh, which is a mixed bag, but I think the problem with dune is that it's you either into it or you're not into it, and I think that applies to the books I think it applies to the um the series I think it applies to everything with dune it's it's infamously the one book series that
0: a lot of people have said could not be made into a film.
2: Right. Certainly one of those things where I think if you had come from reading the books a lot as a kid and like being immersed in it forever and the, the new film comes out and it's very bombastic and it's obviously a mainstream blockbuster film, maybe you're going to have some problems with it. But as somebody who had never really experienced it before, I loved it. I thought it was great.
0: I think, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh,
1: Dennyu, the director. He yes. he's, he's one of the new great masters. Right. Um, all he, I, I think he's going to be doing an Arthur C. Clarke movie next. They just announced it, I really? think, today. Yeah, some, I mean, that's all well, he, that's does.
2: Like, Rama, he does. Rama, right? Was that? Was it Rama that he's doing
1: then? Rendezvous for Rama, is that it? Rama's, I think I so,
2: yeah. Rendezvous, yeah Rendezvous from Rama.
1: He likes to take these obscure things and try to revive them like he did with Blade Runner, right. but he's actually a pretty good
2: director yeah, on that, his own. That obscure franchise that nobody's heard of, Blade Runner. Well, that's the
1: thing, though. Blade Runner, is Blade Runner was never a big hit. It was always a cult. And I think even when the second film came out, it was still a bomb like these things. Like you have to, as long as you, you go in, it not expecting it to be liked. Then I think you're fine. But I think no one's going to argue that this guy. Can't direct the, the hell out of a movie though. Like right. everybody likes the way he looked,
2: his movies look. Yeah, it was fantastic. So additionally, uh, we basically, by the way, just talking about Dune, we've talked about chorus. It's a space shooter. You get upgrades You shoot enemies. It's really good for the price you're paying for it. And if you have a PS five, it's a very solid game. Definitely worth a look. Um, that said, there's another formerly PS5 exclusive game coming out that's relevant to something we just said.
0: Yes, and uh, a game that you won't
2: shut up about. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, the integrated version, which is the l- little expanded version, is actually coming to PC uh, tomorrow as of this recording, so 12-16.
1: It is interesting to watch the PlayStation become a... Uh, compliment to the PC, though. Well, we the way definitely. Yeah, about to say, we saw it work for Xbox.
2: And we've also definitely heard rumors that PlayStation is looking into a subscription style service, kind of like a Game Pass. Because, I mean, Microsoft knocked that out of the park. They kind of lagged behind with the Xbox uh, last generation, but. Well,
1: that's the thing, though. I mean, Sony had everything first. I mean, they had the PlayStation Plus, they had all that. They had, with the exception of, like, PlayStation Now or, you know, as a second tier, like, Xbox Live. You know, they had the cloud streaming first. They had a lot of this. They had the components first. They just never really thought of themselves as as a company that needed that type of service. But you know what? You know, even Nintendo's doing that a little bit with their, um, their online. They, they keep adding these systems and DLC packs. Ah, who knew that games as a service would be the console as a service?
2: Yeah. And again, we're not saying any of this is bad. I mean, if you... Oh no, I love it. I remember back in the day, I was a kid, I would get one video game a month, and if, and if it sucked, it was the game I got, gotta play it anyway. These days in sport for choice, as are we all. It's wonderful. It's the best time to be into video games in history.
1: Well, this is very much like what happened with VHS back in the 80s. Like, the uh, like, I don't want to get into it right now, but there were lawsuits over VHS uh, saying it was going to usurp the, the theatrical experience. Right. In reality, if anything, it saved it. Um, you have You have entire movies that you and I and the world considers classics that died in theaters. They needed to survive in aftermarkets. Right. Hence VHS and then cable TV. I think that's what Game Pass and PlayStation or Nintendo, whatever they're doing is. They're giving games a second chance. Let them go through their first run cycle with the exception of Microsoft stuff. And then have something like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn come out later and find new life on another platform.
0: Absolutely, or even now, charter games. Yeah.
2: Now regarding actual FF Seven remake, you know, we've I've, I've written two reviews about it on the site. I'm sure all of you have played it by now. If you haven't, read the reviews. Bottom line, um, it is it is not a turn. Let me put it this way: it's not really a remake of FF Seven. It is a whole new game, but the whole new game is excellent. Let's go with that.
1: You see. Let me ask you a question, though. This is I, this is this is something that's been discussed elsewhere and better. Um, at some point, though, we need to move on from Final Fantasy VII. That would be like Nintendo, like basing all their Zelda games on. Um, yeah,
2: on I just, time. see what like, you're saying point, though. What you're yeah. saying though is you're saying essentially we need to move on from Zelda or we need to move on from Mario. It's not just that. Yeah. It's not like FF Seven. Is holding up Final Fantasy. But we know that's not true,
1: but it's not a continuous thing. It's reborn every couple of years. It's reimagined. It's we never go anywhere with it. We're we're recycling the same idea over and over and over again. How many remakes of Final Fantasy VII do we need? I mean, there's like, only been one, first no, off, there's not, uh, there's, no, there's not. There's Advent Children. That's not a remake. There's, yeah, but it's it's in that world. It's
2: in that it's in that it's in So that if world. something it's is in, set in the same world as something else, it's a remake.
1: I would like them to take like a really crappy Final Fantasy game that nobody. Liked. You know what? Or even they did a good that.
2: They, they did that with Final Fantasy 4. They made a game called uh, The After Years. It was horrible.
1: I mean, just take like take a little known one. Like uh, I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna look at my crystal ball and see the future for you. You're gonna get your wish. And the next thing they're gonna do this with is Final Fantasy VI.
1: You think so? I yes. That's the one that's been. That's the one that when I was growing up. That was a megaton. That was yeah. the one that was supposed to change. It I, didn't happen. Didn't happen. It was. No, seven. I,
2: I feel confident that the next big wave you're going to see. I think you're going to see them do a lot of stuff with Chrono Cross because we have a lot of indication is that. And yeah. then I think you're going to see them do FF6.
0: Now look, if you like Final
1: Fantasy VII, if you really like Cloud and. If you really like Sephiroth, if you really like Darius.
2: you have to understand, you know, you, you just said that you grew up with FF6, which is completely fine, but you have no, to understand. No, no,
1: no, 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 I grew up, I grew up, I, when I grew up, Final Fantasy six was supposed to be the one that made people like role-playing games in the West. There, are, there were being, many, many role-playing games before.
0: And
2: it ended up but, being FF7 that did, which is why it's got such a long lifespan. I mean, that's not just here. Back in the day, even in Japan, there were... You know how it is—the salarymen line up for blocks and blocks and blocks to get FF seven. Like, there's a reason they keep remaking it. It's because it's an integral part of game mm. culture, really. Or
0: they or they can't do any better.
1: I mean, like, that's 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 the thing, though. It's like I, I would love for them. Like, okay, would you agree with me? You, well, you grew up, hearing that Ogrin of Time was the best Zelda game. I did. I heard Zelda. about that all the time. And yeah. then suddenly, and then Breath of the Wild comes in. And that is now a memory. Sure. Like it's it's it happened. They made a better Zelda game, and it happened, and it happened twice in your life. And I'm not trying to say that Final Fantasy VII wasn't a great game, or if it's your favorite, whatever. You want to marry Separatha eras that's fine. But but at some point, though, at some point, at some point, wouldn't it be nice to see a new Final Fantasy game continue the legacy of innovation the same way? And I'm not trying. I I, I don't know exactly how that would look, but I'm just saying I would.
2: Now- I, I would, want I to point out. Question. I want to point out that recently we had a Final Fantasy game. I, I say recently. I want to say about ten years ago. Ten years ago, we had Final Fantasy fourteen released. Taiwanese outsourced game, complete mm-hmm. flop. Today, and then <laughs> today, Final Fantasy fourteen is a bigger game than World of Warcraft. Yeah. So yeah, it they happened. can definitely do innovation. This is the thing they can do. Huh? I don't know if you've seen Final Fantasy sixteen. It's like this kind of Dark Souls looking thing. Yeah, that I looks like it'll that. be pretty good. Well, I mean, if it's
1: more Dark Souls, it's finally. Like, what's that they, one coming out Elden Ring? But, uh, they're,
2: they're actually making Final Fantasy Dark Souls as well, Stranger of Paradise. <laughs>
1: um, I remember the I remember the trailer was so goofy. I think we talked about it on the podcast. Got to kill chaos. <laughs> but um, I'll I'll just say this though, and I think I think I know the answer to my question, and you're not going to like it. But I think having talent helps, and I think uh Hironoku Sakaguchi or whatever is no longer involved with Final Fantasy. And but you look at what he's been doing since leaving Square, and he's been innovating the hell out of role playing games. But yeah, no he, one's playing
2: he anything He making. he made Fantasian, which is Chrono Trigger, but you have to use a touchpad.
1: <laughs> or he made Last Story, like or he, or made, that, he, he or
2: made he made made that a, Xbox Various Daylife, which uh, Mist,
1: missed something. I forget what it was called Mistwalker. Walker. Miss um,
2: Walker. He he's a, making, uh, yeah.
1: But he's been but he's not like what happens. Like uh, who was the uh, the final uh, excuse me the Castlevania guy. Or the Mega Man guy, I forget their names real quick. You oh, know, off they say, the my head. yeah, they decry. Oh, I can't stand making Mega Man games, so he makes his own company. And what does he do? He makes Mega Man games.
2: He makes Mighty or, Number Nine, which is a Mega Man game, but <laughs> bad.
1: Or you know, the the Castlevania game guy. He he finally gets to stop doing Castlevania. What does he do? He ends up doing Castlevania clones. Yep. The only one that's different is um, uh, your guy, uh, Metal Gear Solid guy. You know, uh, Kojima. About. Kojima, yeah. He, you know what? God bless. Who the hell knows what he's making? But he's making his own thing. And um, yeah, and I think maybe that's that's the problem, is that like Halo Infinite with 434 Studios, um, they didn't create the franchise. right? So I'm, maybe they don't know how to innovate it. Like the best parts of Halo Infinite are the parts
0: that are not innovative. Like
1: they're, competence, they're it's, competent.
2: It's almost like innovation for the sake of innovation. is not what we should be striving for. We should be innovation striving for quality. overrated. Overrated. Exactly. I've said this in reviews many a time. Yeah. Just because a game doesn't do anything new, as long as it does what you like and it does it well, that's fine. And by the way, that's not a call not to be
1: innovative. I'm just saying innovation for the sake of innovation over competency is not a good trade off. Hey, I'm right
2: there with you. Hey, speaking of games that are. Actually, you know, I have no idea if this is innovative or not. I didn't even know this Uh, was out. This is not 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 my kind of game. (laughs) No. Yeah, you'll have to tell me. I don't know. I haven't played it. Big Brain Academy, Brain versus Brain. Now, this is the latest in a series that reached popularity on the DS, right? The DS was very popular mm-hmm. with the older set, like Seniors, because they had games uh, like this.
1: Not just Seniors, though. Can I be honest with you? Do you remember Dr. Kawashima's brain training uh, Yes, I do remember that. It was a lot of fun. Did you ever play it?
2: I did not. Again, I, th- I thought them. it worked for Seniors.
0: <laughs> well, hey, where, who, who am I? Are, are, are,
2: are you, you telling brain? me my brain needs training? Is that what
0: you're saying? <laughs>
1: No, it was based on this idea. Dr. Kawashima was a real guy, and Nintendo sort of uh, got him into the fold. Um, yeah, the idea that you would do – it wasn't that you did high math. It was that you just did math, and it would trigger – it would shake the cobwebs out by doing daily activities, sort of like exercise. And there's really no evidence to say that works or not. But clearly um, doing something repi- uh, repetitiously makes you better at something for the most part. Right. And I think I think uh, a, lot, a lot of people learn how to play Sudoku. Because of Dr. Kawashima's Brain Train, um, I don't exactly know the circumstances, Herman, uh, Corey. But I am not Herman. Sorry, sorry. I see. I didn't play my math. I, I need to go play Brain training. Yeah, I think you need to train your brain um, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, but um, I remember having this conversation with Herman, uh, our tech editor Herman, a long time ago about this. He was a big fan of this too, because you could draw pictures. There was a lot of there was just a lot of fun stuff on it. Uh, Nintendo lost the license somewhere down the line to I think Namco. And so, hence, we have Big Brain Academy, kind of a knockoff, but right. more, more in the Mario Party style of, of cooperative brain training. And puzzles. I see. Um, full disclosure, our one of our editors at large, Sebastian Stoddard, reviewed this. Really, really liked it. it was also a, a fellow uh, brain, tra- uh, brain Age fan. Really, really liked the game. Thumbs up. So, I would say... You either know this game exists or you don't, but give it a try if you have a Switch and you want to train your brain and you want to put down mushrooms and blasting Samus's. It's a. I haven't played it yet, but everybody seems to like it.
0: Absolutely.
2: I, um, I don't know if I'm going to sign up for it like the second we end of the podcast, but I tell you what, it's <laughs> December. Not a lot of games coming out, so who knows? Uh, here's another one that I've yet to play because it's relatively new. Um, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. Now, I think this was originally called Shovel Knight Dig, or like, what's the deal with that?
1: You have... I talked to the wrong guy. I, I know... I think we're all okay, fans. Shovel Knight, Knight
2: Digits. Shovel Knight Dig is a different game. Okay.
1: Okay, but we we are fans of Shovel Knight Shovel Knight Adventures though, the 2D uh throwback game. Have you yeah, played it? Yeah, yeah,
2: it's a Oh, of course, yeah. I think I feel like pretty much everybody's played it at this point. You know, it's funny. I had a friend who told me completely convinced that she remembered Shovel Knight from when she was a kid. And I think that says something about <laughs> Yeah, because obviously Shovel Knight didn't exist until Kickstarter got big and it says something about the quality of the franchise that she was convinced. I could not talk her out of it. She definitely played Shovel Knight when she was little. It's I love the aesthetic. Um, I remember
1: playing. I, I remember playing it. I think I played it on one of the consoles, or I played it on, on the PC, or, or I, actually really know, good
2: know, Switch game.
1: I played it on the Mac. Ooh. At the time, that's
2: one of, a the of the three games you could play on that thing.
1: Natively. Um, yeah. No, I didn't. The character just show up on Dead Cells or some DLC. He pack? shows
2: up in everything. It's kind of an yeah. incestuous indie games thing. He shows up in everything.
1: Yeah, but the game's got a really nice aesthetic. It's yeah. very good. Um, I will say one thing, though, not to spoil the fun. They say, "Oh, it's eight bit gra-. graphics." These are not eight bit graphics. These are way beyond eight bit graphics.
0: That's true. So,
1: but um, but no, it's it's one of those things where no one has anything bad to say about it. I think they've handled the franchise pretty well. Uh, this is not a two D side scrolling game. I think it's more of
0: this is a it's this a, is, uh,
2: it's a dr- it's, stuff drops from the uh, from the ceiling. It's a match three puzzle game, I think. Okay. It's something like that.
0: We have so much experience with this game.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've I haven't shows. touched this one. I mean, we we put it on here to mention because it is important that it came out, but I've not played it, and I think Nate has either. And
0: I think it's uh, I think it's available on pretty much everything that can play
1: it, right? Yeah. Um, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. You know what? It reminds me of a little bit. It Reminds me of those old Neo Geo pocket games where you would have you you get like oh, Street Fighter versus SNK, and then it wasn't what you were expecting. It was sort of like card battling games.
2: Yeah, I mean those card battling games are pretty good though. They can be.
1: And they cannot be <laughs> so, but I think the SNK uh,
0: Street, uh, Capcom SNK one was actually pretty good. Yeah. So, so finally, what is next, uh, yeah.
2: the last one we have that we're talking, about the last big release we're talking about is actually not a release just yet. It's more of an announcement. Um, mm-hmm. there was an announcement of yet another expansion pack for the game that will not die, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's called Dawn of Ragnarok.
1: Have they announced whether or not this is the most successful
0: Assassin's Creed? I think it. I think
1: it is. I don't know
2: if they um, have, but it wouldn't surprise me if it is. Like I've. You know, short of the people who are just sick of the whole Ubisoft concept, which you know you get them on Reddit mostly, but I think people generally like this one. It's very, I, I think it, they
1: generally like it, but I also think it ties into the the Viking craze.
2: That's yeah, going Vikings right were pretty big for a while. though. they might still be a little bit. You're they're right.
1: They're still pretty. They're still pretty big. Yeah. A lot, and I think uh, I think a lot of that has to do with the Marvel films. I think it has to do with the Thor films. With Thor,
2: right? That makes sense. But yeah, yeah this but um this expansion. So there are there are segments in Assassin's Creed Valhalla where your character kind of hallucinates that they are Odin and they're experiencing the legends of the Norse gods from, you know, Odin's perspective. You're playing as Odin, you're fighting Fenrir, things like that. Um, and people apparently responded really well to this because Dawn of Ragnarok is, I'm told, uh, about a 30 to 40 hour, like, game length expansion where you play as Odin.
1: You know, it's funny. Um, I remember when I was playing Valhalla and you actually get, spoiler, when you actually get to, uh, is it Valhalla? Yeah. And and you get versions of the the characters that are if you're coming and expecting uh, Chris Hemsworth you're going to be a little disappointed
2: yeah that's true <laughs> they're, they're a little bit more a little bit more accurate to the miss in this in this yeah, game yeah more like ZZ Top than yeah Chris Hemsworth.
1: Uh, but that's funny it's fine though it's still a fun game. Yeah. Um, I had the same problem with Valhalla that I had with uh, Far Cry, and I didn't have with.
2: There's just there's a lot of it, and I understand. There's a that.
1: lot
0: of game there. You get your money's
1: worth. You
2: I'll know, you, you sit down with it, and if you have a lot of stuff to play, and you open up the map, and there's like twenty things to do within like five minutes walking, like it's it's just you're gonna you can burn out. I get that.
0: You get your money's worth though. Can I be honest? Like
1: you, and That's very so- true.
0: Yeah, there's, I, there's no complaints here. It's not a complaint that there's too
2: much game. Yeah, I will so, tell people over and over again, like, if you only have enough money for one game, uh, well, spend it on Game Pass, but if you then have enough money to buy one game, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, Odyssey, Valhalla, like, that's two, three hundred hours of game. Not even joking.
0: Reminds me of that uh, commercial
1: they had back in 1999 for um, when uh, Star Wars was coming out, but they also had Austin Powers... The right. Spy Who Loved Me, the second one. And the commercial was for Austin Powers. Is said, if you only see one movie this summer, see Star Wars. If you see two movies, see yeah. Austin Powers' The Spy Who Loved Me. It's true. Um, but no, I mean, everybody likes this game a lot, Valhalla. Everybody likes this game. I like this game. It's just a lot of game. I don't have a lot of time for it. So that being said, I think we covered all the big hits.
2: Yeah, we did. So we can talk about the actual chart, but I don't really think it's going to – not going to blow anybody's mind this time
1: uh let's just let you talk about npd so npd national purchase diary uh full disclosure this podcast we always say this podcast used to be all about npd uh we got people we have friends who work over in npd hello you know who you are matt uh but that being said we've reduced it a little bit because it's kind of been repetitious a little bit in that it's kind of the same thing over and over and over and over again that being said uh there was a little interesting note about hardware this month. Uh, did you see that?
2: Yeah, the note is that uh, the supply chain crisis that's continuing to go on is uh, meaning that it's really difficult to get any get any consoles. Yeah, so
1: full uh, full, full full accounting here of the Nintendo Switch, of course, was the best-selling console again. I think it's still the best-selling console of the year. However, that's starting to include multiple units. That's the Switch, the Switch Lite, and now the Switch OLED. Uh, I believe the Xbox family was second this month? Xbox Series X and Series S is that true?
2: I believe so. Yeah.
1: That never happens. So That's let's very just say
2: rare. It. Um, I wonder if maybe it had to do with uh, with the supply chain situation. I wonder if it's easier to get an Xbox right now.
1: It was really easy to get an S. Like people were talking about S's. There was a big push to get the S because I think the S the S was not selling out as much. Ah. Sort of like what happened with the Nintendo Switch with the Switch Lite. A lot of people got Lite when they didn't want it. Right. So uh, the S is, I haven't played it myself, but the S on paper is, a, is basically a reworked Xbox Series X. Right. It's not progressively better than the Series X. It's just a faster hard drive. It's got some new rejiggering inside to make it faster. Mm-hmm. But the performance is on par with the X and sometimes actually worse. Right. So Which is kind of sad for next-gen console.
2: Yes. But, well, I mean, it's the budget version. Yeah, the Series X is what you want to get if you want really good performance.
0: Exactly. And yeah. but good luck getting it.
2: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, all that said, though, we have a list here of video games that people purchase. Mm-hmm. Would you believe it? Now, this is, now let's, be, let's be fair. This is
1: for what is traditionally the biggest selling month of the year. Right. For everything.
2: And, and, and you're going to see a lot of the big stuff that you would expect. I, w- I think there's one surprise here, one singular surprise here, and it's actually pretty high up in the list.
0: Alright, let's start at the bottom. Uh, Top 20, starting at 20.
2: Yeah, 20 is Ghost of Tsushima. We Mm -hmm. can thank the PS5 Director's Cut Edition for that. It's fantastic. If you haven't played it, if you have played it, honestly, this is worth replaying over.
1: It's very good. Yeah, on a a very nice display, by the way. Yeah, it's beautiful. Just gorgeous.
2: Uh, 19 is Smash Ultimate, obviously. 18 is Breath of the Wild. Of course, people are getting new OLED switches where they can, and of course you want them to play on it. These are great options. 17 Mm -hmm. is Minecraft. 16 is one one that surprised me. Uh, 16 is Shin Megami Tensei V, which, um, I reviewed it for our site, I loved it, I'm still playing it, honestly, um, you know, we tend to review things a bit before finishing them, this is one of the ones that I'm actually going through and completing, it's really good.
1: We're starting to see these Japanese RPG imports hit the list more and more, we've seen it in the last couple months, uh, with Tales of Arise, uh.
2: There was a period there, I want to say about 2009 to 2000- Let's just call it the 2000s in general, where uh, mainstream games writing, which had a lot more clout than it does now, was very against these Japanese games, and it showed mm-hmm. in the sales. But that's kind of abated these days, and that shows in the sales, too.
1: Also, the rise in the acceptance of this material, like the way these games look, and let's just be honest here, the aesthetic, mm-hmm. the Western aesthetic doesn't need to be there to sell a role-playing game anymore, I think. Game fans have gotten used to, like you said, Genshin Impact. You have Eden yeah, it's, it's all an, it's form, all anime right?
2: style stuff, which has really yeah. come into its own in the past few years. I mean, people are
1: anime has become more popular than it's ever been, and yeah, this is exactly. something that I never thought I'd see, but it's the, it's here.
2: I hate to use the term "normal people" who watch anime these days. It's just a thing. Anyway, yes, yeah, so that's cool. It's a good game. Try it if you have a Switch. I will suggest that if you have a Switch and maybe you want a version of this that runs better. There's a lot of indications that it's going to come to PC, so maybe wait. Uh, yep. 15, is Back 4 Blood, the latest multiplayer zombie shooter, if you have some friends in Game Pass?
1: This is interesting, though. It's selling, though. So, this game is a Game Pass game, but it's on the list because it sells. So, does that mean it's selling on the PlayStation?
2: Um, it's, is it on PlayStation? I is would have to look.
1: Because you don't have to buy it on the Xbox or the PC.
2: Yeah, I'm not actually sure about that. I would have to check. Either way, though, good game. Uh, Better the more people you have for it, certainly. Mm -hmm. Uh, 14 is Animal Crossing, the pandemic favorite. Um, I gotta say, still don't want to come back. Well, no, no, I I can't really say that. It had a big update. There's a lot of new stuff in it. I would have thought...
1: What's but that? it had it had a strange update
0: though. It had the update where it was bundled
1: into the Nintendo Online with the new features.
2: So you're thinking two different things. There was an update which added a whole bunch of new stuff to the base game, and releasing alongside that on the Nintendo Online pass or whatever was an expansion at the same time. Mm-hmm.
0: Which, by the way, you need Nintendo
1: Online to play online. Yeah. So I I don't I don't think there's any oxygen between the two.
2: Yeah. And exactly. I,
1: so and you know and that, and the cherry on top of that is they give you the Nintendo 64 games which I think just got Paper Mario, really? and uh, that and there's a handful of really 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 good Sega Genesis games in there. Yep. So yeah, so I, I think I think we're we're talking about the same thing when we say Game Pass and Nintendo Online. I think it's becoming
2: it's becoming pretty it's, ubiquitous. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, people pretty, pretty, are pretty basically so. bottom line. People aren't buying cable TV anymore. The money has to go somewhere. Here you go. Uh, exactly. Number thirteen is Spider Man Miles Morales. We've talked about this for the past like it's been on this chart every month since it came out. We've talked about Spider Man.
0: We got to talk about Spider Man real quick. Uh, Oh, the new movie is coming out. Yeah, we got tickets already. You going to see it?
1: Um, I don't know if I will
2: or not. I never. I haven't really followed the Marvel movies to be honest. Well, can I say
0: one thing without spoiling anything?
1: Uh, What's that? Real quick, PSA: If you're listening to this podcast before the movie comes out, which is probably unlikely, do not open any emails from people you don't know because there are people online rickrolling people with. Uh, stolen footage from the new movie that contains probably the biggest movie spoiler I've ever seen. I see. And this movie holds a secret, and you probably know what that secret is if you've been paying attention, but... People have been waiting a long time to see with this. And so
2: watch out for your links, in other words.
1: Yeah, watch out for your links for t- when you see Spider-Man.
2: You should so. also watch out for turtle shells coming flying at your cart when you're playing Mario Kart 8 on the Switch. It's been on here for months. We've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Number 11 is uh, the new Just Dance. If you thought people were tired of these, you were wrong. People love these things.
0: Um, this game was popular on the Wii.
1: It yep. kind of went away when the Wii went away. And when the Switch became popular, it's resurrected.
2: I'm figure. over here like, man, why don't they try to resurrect Guitar Hero? They did. It they failed. Tried. They tried. Yep. That's unfortunate. I really, I actually really liked uh, the new Guitar big Hero. I'm a fan of that and uh, the rock band thing. Yeah, they were both good. Uh, Number 10 is NBA 2K22. Number 9 is uh, Far Cry 6, which has dropped from last month, where it was in first. It's now ninth. You know, these things happen. Uh, Number 8 is FIFA 22. Number 7, in the same spot twice in a row, is Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, a... Rock solid game for fans of the film, by the way. That I say I don't really follow the Marvel movies. I did see Guardians of the Galaxy, and I liked it a lot. And this is basically a playable version of that film. It's really good.
1: You know, in the new Marvel, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, uh, Thor's the star. Really? Yeah, go figure. He's Vikings. joining the. Yeah, he's uh, he's joining them. Well, if, if you've seen the Marvel films, you you probably already knew that already, but he's he's in there.
2: Gotcha. Number so. six is uh Mario Party Superstars. It's a uh, Mario Party game on the Switch. Not surprising that it sells. Uh, number five is Madden, that 22. Number four is Forza Horizon 5. If you have Game Pass, you have this game, you should play it. It is good.
1: We, uh, our own, we mentioned before, Herman Exum, our tech editor, this is probably his favorite game of the year, and I think... That's
2: uh understandable. It's very, it's rock solid. You know,
1: people, people really like this one, and it hasn't gotten a lot of ink. It has, like, it's the most successful game Microsoft's ever launched, the most successful uh, Game Pass game ever. Yeah, it's gotten, I believe it's the highest rated game of the year in most places, and uh yeah, it just, a, it just came out, people like it.
2: Here's a game that you don't have, necessarily, if you have Game Pass, it is Pokemon, <laughs> Brilliant Diamond, and Shining Pearl, these are... uh You can have Game Pass, and you can have Pokemon, Brilliant Diamond, and Shining Pearl, those things are mutually exclusive. Indeed. So, uh So yeah, these are remakes of the Nintendo DS games, Pokemon, Pearl, and Pokemon Diamond. They are very faithful remakes, so... If you have played either of the DS games recently, you're going to play Run Diamond and Shining Pearl and find that they are very similar.
0: So you're you're saying Bare Bones rem- uh, remakes.
2: I would say Bare Bones is a pretty good, use, a pretty good term for it, yeah. And I yeah. mentioned this in my review. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily. I would have liked to have seen more, but they're giving us more. There is another game called Pokemon Legends Arceus coming out, I think, next year that will have more of this Diamond and Pearl stuff that you love, but it's new stuff. So there you go. Number two, Battlefield 2042. I was never really. I mean, I, I like the Battlefield games, but I don't really follow them the way that I follow Call of Duty. Single which number one Call of Duty Vanguard. That's surprising. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Call of Duty Vanguard is first place. Um, mm. What I've heard is that Battlefield 2042 is kind of a mess. It's um, i probably...
1: kind of a. It's a mess. But what's interesting though, it's a popular mess. Yeah, and, that happens. And I think people were rooting against Battlefield. And for some reason, the 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 game journalistic uh, the world of gaming journalism takes sides.
0: Yeah, and of course it does.
1: They don't take sides on games. They take sides on companies. And we're not going to get into any of that on this podcast because we don't run into the mucky muck. Yeah. But, you know, for example, right now uh, EA has always been a whipping boy for this and now Activision. So yeah. let's take it out on the games and wh- for what
0: the employees do. Yeah.
2: Either but, way, um, I definitely haven't played this one. Um, the people who have played it have told me that, you know, it's Battlefield and they enjoy that aspect of it. But it is buggy and it's a problem to play. No, but there's but... no
1: campaign, though. Uh, yeah. They, they, they finally excised the campaign. It'll be back. Call, Call of Duty does this too, where they have
2: every once in a while they'll take out the campaign. Yeah, they'll they'll spontaneously decide with no evidence that people don't like campaigns anymore, and then lo and behold, people were mad to get the campaign, so they bring it back. Speaking of which, Call of Duty Vanguard has campaign. It's pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's best selling game of the year. Not so.
2: surprising. But yeah, that's
0: yeah. Uh, what's that? Yeah.
1: Uh... Not, not a not a lot of surprises there, except for, yeah. that, except for your Shin Megami. Which yeah,
2: that's uh, the only one that really blew my mind there, was that people are really into this one.
1: You know, according uh, our good friend Matt Piscale, uh states it's the best, uh, fastest and most profitable game in the franchise, so there you go.
2: Um, I mean, that, that does include, say, your Persona and such, which are also pretty popular, so that's interesting. This is a franchise
1: that's been around longer than most of the
0: fans have been alive, but
2: yeah. it's
1: kind of resurrected yeah the original
2: the original megami tensei was i think on the pc 98 back in japan back in like 85 wasn't it
1: uh my first my first uh experience was on the playstation of course
2: right so you were the original persona then
1: there were a lot you know back in 97 96 there was a lot of persona slash Tail, not tales um vandal hearts final fantasy yeah
2: uh, just these kind of mid-level rpgs yeah yeah, a lot of them. They just trying to the ride wave, the right. ride the wave after after seven hits makes sense. Actually, pr- just prior. Really?
1: Um. Uh, well, that's what that's what usually happens. Like the it's like the tide rising. Like the you know the tide comes in, it sucks all the water out, leaves right. all those stragglers. But that being said, so that was NPD for just uh, for November 2021. Now before we close out, we usually just like to talk a little bit about what else is going on. Uh, there was actually a couple things going on, but let me start off, and then you can finish. Uh, sure. Have you seen the trailer for the new Sonic 2 movie?
2: I have not, though. I did hear that Idris Elba, who played a – it's funny. The the role I remember him from, he played Roland in the Dark Tower movie, which I thought was really good.
0: Idris Elba is in 50% of every movie ever made.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. It's funny. The only thing I remember him from is the Dark Tower, which nobody saw. um, He,
1: he He is one of those guys I feel sorry for because when I was growing up, my favorite actor for a very, very long time was Bruce Campbell. Um, and no, ma- no matter what happens, Bruce Campbell just couldn't get a break. Like, he was always in low-grade low, low grade stuff and everything. And you've, you've seen Army of Darkness, Evil Dead. You probably like Bruce Campbell. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you look at him now and you're like, if only he had a chance. Idris Elba is given every chance you can imagine. He is in everything yep. you can imagine. He's in so many movies every year. And none of his movies do that well, but he's always kind of good in them. He was in the new Suicide Squad. Did you see the new Suicide Squad? I did not. Very funny, by the way. Uh, very funny. He he kind of replaced the Will Smith character, and he's much better. Uh, yeah, he was in that uh, cowboy movie with all with all black actors. That was I haven't seen it, but I heard it's pretty good. Right. Dark like you said, Dark Tower. That was a, that was a stinker, a bomb. I liked it. I thought it was good. Did you like it? Yeah. Um, yeah Stephen King liked it too. No, uh, he's Knuckles, and he's pretty funny in the trailer. Yeah, and you know what's funny about this whole thing? Uh, Jim Carrey's in it as Doctor Robotnik, and he's got the big old mustache. Can you see my screen? By the way. I can. I'm, I'm fast-forwarding through the trailer because Corey hasn't seen the trailer. There's there's Jim Carrey. Look at Jim Carrey.
2: Look at Jim Carrey.
1: He's, he's got that mustache. He's got the whole thing going on. You see this? I... <laughs> That's Tails.
0: It is Tails. You
1: know, fun- you know what's funny about these movies? They learn their lesson. They don't try to be photopholistic anymore yeah. because they got all. So they just don't try it. They just look like the game.
2: That's pretty cool. Yeah, you got Tails and stuff. It is interesting.
1: Yeah. It, it, look at it! it just these scenes are straight from the game. this' is okay. here.
2: Oh, it sure is Knuckles, isn't it? Look at that.
0: Yep. looks pretty good.
2: It does look pretty good.
1: Did you Did you see the
2: first movie? I did not. Though, again, that's another one of the ones that I hear like that. There was no way this could have been good. And that's yet. pretty good.
1: It's a lot of fun. And I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, despite his personal life, I'm a huge fan of Jim Carrey in this. Yes, right. it's inspired casting. It's like. Willem Dafoe is the Green Goblin in Spider-Man. It's like, yeah, that's kind of what he's for. So, yeah, uh, watch the trailer for Sonic 2.
2: It's a lot of fun. Especially if you like the first movie. So, Oh, man, this next one, though. This next one. Uh, I, one? I, um, I don't think we... We don't really have to talk about it much. Um, Peter Molyneux's new NFT game <laughs> sells land plot for nearly 900K. And I think we can just leave it at this. Um, I, I can think of no better iconic duo... Than Peter Molyneux and NFTs.
1: It is fun, isn't it? It's it's sort of like finding out your your like your heroes are now like doing like mobile apps. Yeah, my uh, my
2: hero Peter Molyneux. Uh,
1: yeah, but Peter Molyneux is he is legitimately like one of the greats from the from another era of video game making. You know this. Yep. Um, did you ever play Populous?
2: I did play Populous. I did not play Goddess, nor did anyone uh, else.
0: What, what about? Did he make Spore? Was that him?
2: No, that is Will Wright.
0: Will, okay, whatever happened to him?
2: um Um, i think ea fired him question mark
1: well peter molyneux though he's on the nft train um i don't know how you feel about nfts but
2: um someone's getting scammed scammed. i I don't think i put your kids college fund in them that's for sure
1: honey honey guess what you'll never guess i'm in on the ground floor (laughs) Speaking of that, like, can we segue into the
0: next? Let's segue
1: into the next one.
2: Please. Yeah. So this is another thing. Much like NFTs, I don't think there's any way this could possibly be good. Um, or rather, I guess like NFTs, not like the Sonic movie, uh, but probably resulting in different things. Uh, the Matrix Awakens, an Unreal Engine five experience. Now this is kind of a promotional <laughs> thing to go along with the Matrix. What's it called? Resurrection.
0: Yeah, it comes out Christmas of all days. Uh,
2: yeah, I don't.
0: Matrix four.
2: I don't basically. know. I don't know this is going to be a good film, but I mean, I guess as the second film in the Matrix series, it'll be fine. Yeah, the there, second, yeah. There wasn't a two or a three, right? There's no
1: anime versions.
2: There's yeah. no video no, games. No, the anime versions were good. Those existed. Those were fantastic. Yeah, the anim- Animatrix. Yeah, um, that was really good. Uh, Matrix 2 and 3 were not well, good. did
1: you play this on PlayStation 5? Have you downloaded on PlayStation 5 yet? I, I thought it, it was
2: out? a VR thing. I did not know No, you'd...
1: no, no, it's, it's basically, it's only for, it's for Xbox Series X and uh, PS5. Uh, yeah, check it out if you do it. I haven't. Ha- I don't have a PS5 or Xbox. What is it exactly
2: 3x. like? What What do you do? It's a. It's an
1: interactive experience. Where well, that's what it
2: says. That, yeah, but what does that mean?
1: <laughs> well, it, it's hard to explain. Um, if you've seen a video of it, uh, I hate to point you to Digital Foundry, but if you go to Digital Foundry, they have a big exhaustive thing about it. But if, yeah, it's a free demo. It basically shows you how far things have come. Uh, you get to control interactive elements that show you the differences between, like, um, the advancements in the movie and graphics in real-time video game. And it's running real-time on your PlayStation 5, and it looks great. It's pretty interesting. Uh, it's It doesn't cost anything. Of course, it's a promotion for the movie. But, I mean, there's a, there's a possibility this demo could turn out to be better than the movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I kind of think
1: that's intolerable. Um, well, I'll, I'll say this, though. There's a Keanu Reeves, and uh, what's her name? Uh, who plays uh,
2: Carrie Ann Moss?
1: Was it Carrie Ann Moss? Yeah, they were doing this interview with The Verge, I think, and they were asking about NFTs, and and Keanu Reeves is not having any of it. He just starts laughing. He's like, he's like, oh, you
2: mean right click? He just starts laughing. <laughs> right click save, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, the, the best excuse I ever heard of NFTs, though, Corey, was that they're basically a spreadsheet. I mean, you
2: know, it's, and, it's it's and a, and a big one. La- la- it's money laundering. It's the same as crypto. It's mostly it money laundering.
1: Anyway. I actually think – yeah, exactly. It's like when you hear like rich people – like when you hear really, really rich people did like a private auction of a painting, that's because money's being changed hands for illicit goods behind the scenes.
2: Yeah, like that's – like don't even kid yourself. <laughs> None of this is for you. This is for the very rich people who want to buy cocaine.
1: Ex- exactly. And that's and that's what you put in the ledger. Um, final story of the month. We have to just say it. I don't really want to spend a lot of time on it, but uh, our our good friend Jeff Keighley had the Video Game Awards. Yeah, the
2: Video Game Awards. Um awards? You know, you can not watch it and just check Reddit afterwards what? and all the trailers we put Look, up. Look,
1: I, I don't watch it, but considering, like, how these things have been handled for the last 20 years with, like, Spike TV, The Man Show and all this, yeah. this is kind of a normal take on it. And what do you think about Jeff
0: Kelly? Do you do you respect him? Do you not like him?
2: What are your um, thoughts? You know, he is the quintessential mainstream game journalist. He takes the correct positions on everything. He does what he's told. He is a company man through and through. And I guess I can respect that. You know, the, this is the man who sat in front of that Halo thing, and he had his Doritos, and he had his Mountain Dew, and he isn't even kidding himself that he's doing any sort of art. He's selling stuff. And that's he, fine. Um, he, he, for he's, some he sells us stuff, and he doesn't pretend to do otherwise. And I guess I can respect that.
1: Years and years and years ago, he was on Fox News, and this was when Fox was doing their one of their their little heightened reality things with. You remember um, Mass Effect? And I think that I think the the clip was called Sex Box, and you know how they were mischaracterizing the game as you can have illicit sex yeah. with aliens. Yeah. And he basically tore apart. Um, he tore apart the uh, the critic. And I had to give him a little credit for that. And since he's, he's gone on, he's, he's been respectful. I don't think he's ever, like you said, I don't think he's ever done anything outrageous.
2: I have to say, I don't think he's ever done anything too crazy. He, um, he is the company man through and through. Like, this is a man who works for the game industry, and he wants to sell you video games. And that's he fine.
0: Is,
1: but he's also involved in making games. Like, he's been inside games. I know he was in your game, Death Stranding. Um, I mean,
2: they put a lot of
1: random, like, yeah.
2: celebrities in that game.
1: Yeah, like
0: indirect. Let's
2: see your Game of the year apparently is uh, It Takes Two, which you know it's funny that's on Game Pass. Go figure. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I, not that, I, not that it matters. Uh, I know you are a big fan of Death and we are all fans of Metroid Dread. Yeah, um, Death.
2: I mean, there's nothing on this list that was bad. Uh, Deathloop, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts Two, Ratchet and Clank, Resident Evil Village. Yeah, all these are good games
1: yeah I mean, and you could have you could have taken some of these off, put other ones on, and no one would have argued with the other
2: like one a, game, right? again this is not this is not an actual consideration of the merits of these games. Ex- this is exactly. a whole bunch of ads with a pretend award show stitching it together. think of it as like a like a like one of those montage films and they have this is like the scene or well, the framing scene
0: it, i I remember learning
1: years and years ago that the Oscars, which are the be all end all they're not inevitabilities like it's all marketing and campaigning and it's all behind the scenes, and, and it's it's it. You know, the winners are 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 spoken into existence. Yeah, it's not based on merit. Yeah, like this has
2: nothing to do with whether these games are good or not.
1: But it is a conversation piece. I'll say right. that. But yeah, as far as this goes, I mean, I don't. I'm not going to argue with anything that I've seen here. Yeah, that's it's a respectable show. It's a respectable as far as games go because it has been much much worse.
2: Yeah, that's pretty much game,
1: Genshin Impact.
2: Not surprising. Hmm. And that's uh, pretty much what we've got.
1: Yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting month. Um, it's a good month. And it, it, it basically confirms everything we've said every single month this year. No matter what platform you have, no matter what genre you like, no matter what how you play, there's pretty much something for you.
0: There's, You're, for you're embarrassed.
1: Play, you're embarrassed for riches.
2: Too many games.
1: Any final thoughts before we hang out?
2: No, nah, looking forward to all the new exciting stuff coming in 22.
1: 2022 is going to be interesting. The return of E3. Uh,
2: Theoretically, what?
1: Yeah, PlayStation 5 and Xbox X and S are becoming mature platforms. Uh, We'll see what happens with Nintendo as they continue their momentum forward. Uh, Your company, Valve, has, uh, was it, Game Deck? Steam Deck. Steam Deck. I know they showed a box. We'll see if it ever comes out. Um, We will
2: see. I have one on pre-order if so. uh,
1: There's going to be, you're going to see an endless supply of retro gaming consoles playing old cartridges you probably don't have and can't afford because the prices are high. So other than that, I think it's going to be an interesting year. Uh, I will say this to everyone listening. Happy holidays, no matter what you celebrate, even if you don't celebrate anything. Lots of good games to play, lots of good movies to watch, books to read, families to spend time with. And with that, Corey, I think we will see everybody on the next level in year
0: and year next year. Bye. You've been listening to the Popzara podcast. For more quality original content, check out Popzara.com for the latest reviews and previews in gaming, movies, tech, and more.